Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Shift Podcast. Uh, sorry again about the month-long sabbatical number two, um, but I just was so crazy busy the last month that I didn't get a chance to upload an episode, and I have been recording them though, so I have a ton on the Patreon, a new one is coming up on the Patreon as well, so I think like that one up there, they're like four episodes ahead. So it's Patreon forward slash the Shift Podcast, it's always the full episodes there as well, and it's always the video too. Uh, and right now it's pay what you want because I still haven't, which I've been saying for years, figure out those tiers. I don't, I don't know. I need, literally need someone to come in and just sort out my life. Um, but um, also what I'm going to do this week is put out two episodes just to make up for not posting for a while uh, and try to catch up a bit. Um, and this week's episode is with Blair Dawson. She's a New York City based comedian. I've known her for a really, really t- long time. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, we talk a bit about dating. We talk a bit about the kind of drama you get from what you post online as a female comedian um and uh oh she also tells me about her irish nanny that she grew up with and uh, about her experiences on Burt Wright. and if you're in new york city um we have the dead rabbit on the 9th of march we have the um well not we well technically we because i have um union hall there's only like 30 tickets left for the um my new hour you know not new per se but the hour I've been working on I'll be doing uh here in New York City on the 16th but Vivian O'Callaghan who actually recorded an episode with me as well that'll be coming out soon too I just I want to send it to her to proof listen first but I haven't had a chance yet and she's going to be on that as the opening act let's say and I'm going to like interview her about like the Irish language and Irish stories and Irish facts and so that'll be a lot of fun and then I'll do um my 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 therapy show also in Chicago uh, on the 17th for St. Patrick's Day. So, yeah, if you're based in Chicago or you know anybody, tell them to get tickets for that. And then St. Louis on the 19th and then Kansas City on the 21st. And then um, Portland in April and Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. Oh, and Buffalo as well in April. Um, I'll put the link to my link tree, which has all the links to the tickets in my in, in the description here. And then um, in May, San Francisco, San Diego. Don't have the ticket link for the San Diego yet. Um, Las Vegas and... Uh, ooh, oh, LA. I nearly forgot LA. Also, I forgot in April too, I have Stamford, which we just added. So if you're based in Connecticut, definitely. I haven't gotten the link yet, but definitely let me know and I'll send you it out as soon as I get it. You can always sign up to my email list as well. It's literally the first page on my website, www.katieboylecomic.com and um then in june i have baltimore which actually um Aoife dunn you might follow her Aoife in english she's going to come over and visit again in new york and she's going to come open so it'll be a lot of fun and there's some great irish acts as well coming over for the dead rabbit too so keep an eye on that um but yeah it's all very exciting so just i have it all in my link tree 
Uh, but other than that, enjoy this episode. And also, if you haven't seen the special, it's up on my YouTube. I'll do it myself. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys in a few days when I upload the other episodes. See you get two this week. Uh, bye bye. again what's wrong with the tea okay so um one day i got really obsessed with microplastics and i was looking up all of the items with the highest levels of microplastic absorption and one of the items with the highest microplastic absorption is those plastic mesh tea bags oh my god you know what's so funny now i'm realizing it's not these tea bags no because i was about to be like irish people are gonna lose their fucking mind uh, I mean, they'll still drink it, but just be, be like, we don't even want to hear it. Um, but it's the other fancy tea bags. So you think you're having like, oh, because I drink 10 cups of tea a day. So mm-hmm. s- sometimes I would have like, not like, I just make myself feel bad and be like, oh, well, I should try herbal tea and I'll get like some fancy chamomile. And it's in one of those. When you see those triangle, triangle. plastic tea bags, those are the bad ones. They're the bad So stick ones. to the cheapos. Honestly, even if you just get like loose tea and do, if you're, well, that feels like advanced to get one of those. Well, in Ireland, balls. they would do like I, in the countryside. So I would live like half, not half, like a quarter of the time, like spend my weekends in the countryside. And so my friend, um, Deirdre, actually, give her a shout out. Her mom would make the best tea, but it was because it was just loose leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, you just put it in a pot. They, I don't even think, because my grandmother would do it too, but then she stopped doing it. But you wouldn't, like, have, like, a thing in it. You'd just leave it in, and the, you know, the tea leaves would stay for the, like, end of the teapot. Mm-hmm. You'd get the odd tea leaf in your tea. That feels like the, the glow-up version of drinking tea. It's <laughs> when you're doing loose leaf. That's, yeah. I'll know I'm really an adult once I start doing loose leaf. And it's funny because I feel like it was more just because anything like that I think of people doing in the country isn't like it's more just they're like, oh, I don't need that fancy bag. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's more like it's pra- it's funny because like, OK, so things I would have seen people do in Ireland in the countryside that was just for practical and it was usually just cheaper, too. Mm-hmm. Then I came over here and people it's ex- more expensive because people see that as a luxury thing mm-hmm. to get loose leaf tea here is more expensive than regular tea. It's glamorized. It's so weird. It's so funny how like even like healthy food. So like in Ireland, it's way cheaper to eat healthy to um well everything's local so it's just a it's a completely different world and the meat is gorgeous and the dairy is so fresh and it doesn't hurt your stomach for most people anyway well is it subsidized by the government uh well it's just it's agricultural country so yeah i think it's like what a lot of people like it's their jobs and then secondly um it's uh because because it's small it's like easier to kind of control if that makes sense and plus the cows are just all running in the fields mm-hmm. they're all just most people are from farming backgrounds so it's like a big part of the like it's really important and then they export the meat to places too so it's like a good uh, form of income for the country as well as you're saying that i'm just like running through all these visceral images of industrial farming documentaries that i've in seen in america it's horrifying so sad. it's like 90 percent industrial farming no it's so crazy and i because i worked at bear burger when i first moved over here and right. i was like what is this weird place but then they teach you a lot and you have to know and i was like oh god i didn't realize how insane farming is here compared like because in ireland it's just like everybody has fields not everybody but like the farmers have fields the cows are in the field it's not like here where what cows are just 
force fed and st- stuck in a place and they don't get to and they're fed like hormones and whereas in Ireland it's all grass fed like you and don't even have marketing. to say grass fed because it's it's naturally grass fed I definitely okay so there's a difference between like cage free um then free range and pasture ranged like for mm-hmm. eggs for example so like are you familiar with the difference uh no I I okay wait okay let me guess cage free is they're roaming around they're having the crack um no no oh my god that's well it literally just means that they're cage free but they're like in dark (gasps) like bar like blacked out barns where they're just like tripping over each other and like rolling around in each other's shit whereas like then there is free range where um i think it is they just like have more room like cage free and free range are really not that much different and then pasture raised are actually raised out okay. on like a lawn or they're just like free and they can roam around so pasture raised is really like the only quote-unquote like ethical egg ethical egg um my dad had chickens and they just would roam around the place sometimes they would also get into the house mm-hmm. <laughs> but um that eggs that they had was like insanely better than any other eggs so you can taste a difference between egg that's he's how he's just living life out in your backyard um compared to egg that i guess yeah they're just living in a dark hole that's so sad yeah i mean okay so in new york we have like the amish and they used to be the reliable like cheap good quality egg like sunshine farms are you familiar yeah yeah the boat okay so they used to be like my bodega get and they would have like the bright orange yolk and like high quality eggs however i don't know why but over the pandemic they like their prices skyrocketed but they used to be like the cheapest okay and the best quality yeah maybe it was just something to do with the pandemic and needing to like get more money i don't know who knows the sticker price yeah god yeah, and eggs are like kind of to me, they're so precious and they got so expensive after the pandemic. And um, we went to a protest and um, they they threw. And I mean, it wasn't like it was just a walk one, and no one was. I didn't see any crazy like signs, any like offensive signs, or no one was saying anything uh, offensive. Uh, um, they were just singing something about. Uh, I can't even remember, but it was nothing like that. I, I don't think anybody could mis like interpret as bad. Uh, but anyway, someone threw eggs from the from the apartment blocks. <laughs> and what was it? I got egged? Okay, which is good because, in fairness, it's better me than I'm just you know going with friends supporting. It's better me than them who are like worried about their family or whatever. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I think they were trying you to took one for the team. Time. Yeah, it's better. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm brought. <laughs> you, my, my, I knew what you were about to say. I was about to say you were a human shield, <laughs> and you know what. You know, it's okay. It's fine. I'm allowed to say that. I'm a comedian. I can say whatever I want. We can always, we can always cut it later if you want. That's okay. I, sometimes I definitely am like, depending on the vibe or the situation, I feel free to just like say the most, like, obviously the most provoking thing. And then other times it's just kind of, I don't know. I feel like you have such like a chill, nice vibe that I'm just like, I said the inappropriate thing. <laughs> Whereas, like, a lot of times I mean, with I comedians... Think it's fine. So, yeah. That's the point in being a comedian. If, if you say it without hate in your heart... And, like, that's the thing, too, with, with everything going on. I'm like, I think people are thinking people are saying stuff with hate when they're not. Oh, and this is something a theorist said, too, is, like, I do 
like one thing I love about my family is they're going through a really dark time, but they always are making jokes yeah. and they're making jokes like that too. And that's very Irish too. Like, uh, I think anybody who's been in some sort of like, you know, it, 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 history of whatever, like, I don't know what the right word is, but maybe like yeah, oppression or whatever. They're usually are the people who make the darkest jokes. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so I feel like in my close relationships, I do that a lot. But I will say a lot of times like and in, on stage, I feel really free to do that. Yeah. Same. But um, yeah, definitely when I like maybe like four or five years ago in comedy, I was just like, oh, I want to develop a thicker skin. But what I told this other comic, like Microscene, was like, I want to be more mean. And then he invited me onto his podcast with Nick Mullen and Abby Rosenquist, which like they are known for saying whatever they want. And then Microscene brings me on saying like, this is Blair, my woke millennial friend. <laughs> and then the entire podcast was trying to them trying to get me to say the N word. And you know Jesus. what? That really um, <laughs> never felt less funny in my life. But, you know, it was a good time. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Nick was just saying that where I was just like, well, what's the difference between um, just saying whatever you want and being like a malignant narcissist and he said the same thing where it's just like oh intent intent oh yeah i i do feel like when it comes to um that like that that word or certain words that groups of people have asked not to say i'm like yeah that's fine that's the minimum <laughs> but i think when it's like something it, it all it all depends on context too because if someone's like i don't want you to say you're I don't want you to say this because it upsets me but that person is coming from that experience like um well they're like but this is my experience so I'm allowed to say that but if it's something like I don't want you to say the n-word because it's racist and it upsets me it's like yeah of course like yeah <laughs> I'm a white person I don't need to say that to you and or around and even if it's like it's just yeah these are like or like when gay people say uh don't use the f-word it's like yeah that's the minimum we can do yeah. So I feel like in general, our, the time we're living in now, it, for the, it, it, it is hell, it's on fire, I know, but like it's also a good time too to live. I wouldn't want to live as an Irish woman. I wouldn't want to live in any other fucking time zone, not time zone, timeland, time land. In this timeline. moment right now. Well, because yeah, I, every single time previous to now there's been something horrific happening i just feel like we've never been so ever present well we've never ha we didn't like, have tiktok showing us everything now yeah it, we're overloaded with information i once took this globalization course in london it was like globalization in the media and it was talk about like uh infotainments and such like it's all fear-based media to sell like advertising so it's like you know, it's not like these things aren't happening, but it's like stoking the fear yeah. in order to like sell you things, you know? Yeah, 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 100%. I just, I, I think people are losing a bit of their kindness with situations or like, yeah, when you have to be like, or it's like a cynical marketing tactic where yeah. it's like, oh, if I'm divisive online, it drives engagement on my page. Yeah. You know? I can never be like that. I by it's accidently am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I posted something like a year ago. Whew, I got so much hate. But like I, I think I am like a little like a little political and I think it's like kind of for me it's important and I, I'll always share stuff as I go along. And it's funny because every time I share stuff someone will be like, Leave the politics off your page and I'm like I, I I've always shared political stuff, you know, I've shared about femicide, I've shared about irish stuff um 
you know, and you don't you don't get to just follow me and then dictate what I do. And you don't have to follow me. Like this what, is my baby. I created this. Yeah. What have been the jokes that you've gotten like the most pushback on? Oh God. Um, I the Israel Palestine thing I posted a year ago. That was the one I was thinking about. I mm-hmm. would wake up kind of like with, oh, should I have posted that? What was the joke? So it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to know. Remember the context is a year ago, and I would have followed and um, Palestine stuff for years. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of lucky that you know I I also have a friend as well, and then Ireland has always kind of lo- like reported a bit on it. But um, uh, and I tend to look up as much information about as many countries as I can. Um, so if I host and I have crowd work, um. And I MC a lot at New York Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I have as much information about places. When I'll always go, I'm not from here. Where are people from? And I, mm-hmm. I try to know a lot about different countries if I can. And so one woman shouted up Israel. And I just said like, oh, you said that in a tone. Like, you know where my country stands on this. Yeah. So we won't get into it. And um, and and I kind of just moved on because I was hosting as well. And it's, you know, it's like she was just being kind of like she said it in a bold tone. Like, let's see how this girl, you know what I mean? It was like, a I fun know little, I'm pushing your buttons. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so then uh, I was like, anybody else not from here? And a guy on the other side of the room clapped and goes, Palestine. And I was like, oh, uh something like oh we made sure to sit you guys on on opposite side of the room right and i said look at this apartheid right here yeah and so that was a trigger word because they were like a lot of people were like they're not an apartheid. it's not okay to say an apartheid and i was like i'm like well, different roads is pretty much the definition it's not like i'm saying and it's also a joke and it's a comedy show mm-hmm. at the time um but uh yes yeah, so i've i've noticed that like if you use like whatever terms are like said again and again about a situation that it's like becomes triggering but if you like define what that term is about a situation people won't be activated like if you were to just like define what apartheid is and like describe what was going on it's just like the word apartheid is just like it's just projecting and it is the definition it's and and, and, and and you know you can say well it's not because whatever we're afraid or blah 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 but when it comes down to it it's like you know it's a space with different roads and different rules for different people and different visas and uh different forms of equality and second class citizens and um, so no matter i'm you know people who are generations like their grandfathers or grandmothers are people who had to leave that land where now they have to get a visa to get in so no matter what no matter what way you lo- look at it whatever it, it is the definition of that word well when you're getting like the shit storm <laughs> Like, this happened to me, like, a couple times on the internet, and, like, definitely for a day, I can't shake this feeling of, like, I'm in trouble. Oh, and a feeling of regret, like, oh, is this worth... Uh, But then it's, like, comedy is, like... Yeah, the intent wasn't to be mean, and it it was a good reference because they were sitting on opposite sides of the room. Yeah. (laughs) And and the audience were fine, and, and, like, a lot of... And, like, I pissed off both sides because some people were, like, you shouldn't have... Uh, said I'm not getting into it with her you should have you should have like dug into her and told and I and I responded to that being like 
I mean, this woman hasn't said her opinions are political. She just said she's like from the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? She hasn't said her feelings or whatever. And I'm not gonna. I'm also hosting. I'm not gonna tank the show. And this is my full time job. Uh, like at the time, I was like literally living off emceeing at New York Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and I have to make sure that. And also, they paid. You know, both people paid to be there. So you have to like really make sure whatever you're doing is as dim- dim- diplomatic, and you're not isolating the audience and you're making sure people are having a good time people come out to have a good time if she said something if someone shouted up something racist or like something that is then then i'll be like yeah no you need to leave <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Be. like but when they just say they're from a place so i can't be like just put politics on them do you know instead of way so yeah i the two jokes that have been like my most successful across platforms were both the ones that i got like a lot of like actually death threats <laughs> was like an abortion joke um that i posted like a year before roe v wade was overturned but like the restrictive policy in like texas was passed and um yeah i got like se- like across platforms and i realized that it was getting picked up by all these like you know men rights groups and like reposted on twitter and i didn't even post it on twitter and like it's just crazy when things like makes the rounds and like people have to like send it to you and it's just like i wouldn't even have been aware but it's just like you're just getting a shit storm every day but like um and then it's funny because like on tiktok it's so censored that at least like what people are able to comment that for me it's just like well this happens a lot with female comics you'll just get like the flat line emoji of someone just doing like a flat face like this isn't funny or the coffee one oh i haven't gotten the coffee i've gotten the bagel and i'm like is that like an anti-semitic like gesture like it kept being like flat emoji with bagel yeah i well i'm just like why else am i getting spammed with bagels you know would you ever want to live in Ireland again? Yeah, yeah, it's my backup country when this one goes to shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, like, do you see that in the future, or are you not even thinking that far? I don't know. It depends on the kids' thing, too. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems so much easier because yeah. it's, like, there are all these, like, systems, social safety nets. Oh, definitely. You know? I, so, I was listening to this one thing that was, like, it was, uh... I don't know how valid the research is, but it was uh, the conclusion that they came to with this research. They were asking the question, like, are people happier if they have kids? And the answer depends on the country. In America, people are less happy if they have kids. If they're in a country with strong social safety nets, they are happier when they have kids because it's like, okay, things like education, healthcare, it's like, you don't have to like freak out about that or it mm-hmm. i heard someone else say this before where it's just like yeah having kids in america is truly like the most expensive hobby in the world it's a privilege yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you're either so poor that you have them or have to have them or whatever do you know what I mean there's not like i feel like you might just not be able to afford the abortion or maybe it could be religion stuff do you mm-hmm. know what i mean i feel like middle class don't really have a abor- like or sorry don't have as much babies if i'm right and then rich people it's a privilege so i feel like it's either like you're kind of like okay well i i want it and i'm willing to spend all my money on it 
or you're in the middle and you're kind of like this isn't worth it or you're rich and it's a privilege i feel like there's such like a narrative happening in america right now if you're like grew up middle class that it's just like you can only have them if you can afford them Mm. which like you know people people make it work Uh, people always make it work work. and there's just like this mentality of like can't 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 i feel like that though because i feel like this is the first year I've ever had like money and I do not have money um, but I have money because I don't have kids and I was thinking a bit about that like how you know like Leland doesn't really have like he's kind of um, hand to mouth which is totally fine mm-hmm. he's younger too so uh, when I was his age I sound like such a groomer when I was his age um, no, I was hand to mouth <laughs> yeah. and so but I was thinking about this the other day like if we had a kid I just wouldn't be able to feel the comfortability and this is the first time in my life I've ever felt that because I grew up like where money was always an issue so yeah I don't know I'm kind of like it's kind of nice to not have to but you're right people make it work but I think it's very stressful and Mm -hmm. I think in Ireland it'd be easier for sure and then you have a sense of community too there's more of a community in Ireland than there is in New York per se with kids like I don't see kids here they're like in queens yeah you have to go to astoria <laughs> yeah they're on the upper east side there are definitely like new york suburbs there's like carroll gardens which they call like oh, mommy yeah. gardens like stroller that's gardens, so you know? true i was um, in carroll gardens the other day a and lot of kids yeah, park slope of, like, like cobble hill but those right. are like the rich places you can you also rich. go to like bay ridge there's you know like or where the sea is that's a nice little family place and that's yeah like, not crazy out of the city mike went another comedian he's really funny he has a kid and he's my neighbor he lives in bedside okay cool so you know people you think also i feel like you can be like a middle class family and just do the one you know one is enough one and you can still live in a city i think and when you were saying about the clips going like all the hate you were getting Mm -hmm. i'm also just still i think i'm going to think about the bagel for a really long time because it's such a weird thing i'm like what else could it be because it's just like but they're just so great bagels i can't eat bagels because i can't eat a lot of bread and they hurt my stomach right but i have sometimes eaten them because they're so good and then been sore afterwards but uh yeah i'm just like i have to only eat sourdough bread for whatever reason or brown bread in ireland but it's such a weird thing because that's like that would be like someone ra- putting a Guinness emoji on mine but trying to offend me. I'd be like, yeah, Guinness is great. What do you like? We made a great thing. I know. Do you think maybe it's like a? I don't know. I'm like that seems more. Oh well, I don't know. People have put potatoes on mine. Yeah, which is like okay, yeah, whatever. Um, I know. It's just like I get that like this is supposed to be like a troll. But at the same time, you're just helping my algorithm. But that's what I was about to say. Like, I get so much hate. And, like, the that clip was different. That was the only when I felt like, like, my intent, because this is as well, like, but it was, like, my intent is not to be mean. My intent is to be funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, that was one of the ones that I'm glad that happened because it, it made me have a thicker skin a bit with internet com. com yeah. Because I was, like, you just can't control The skin gets thicker with it. each one. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to, I remember when I first started putting, posting a few years ago, I'd wake up, like, the next morning with, like, regret or, like, but now I'm just like, it does. Yeah, you just get used to it. But um, I my don't tell clip, which was the immigrant one, and it's so interesting how. Well, firstly, all the mean comments and why don't you leave and why don't you get out and how dare she comment on us when you, her country blah, blah blah. And it's like this isn't like a political statement. Right. I'm not a politician. I'm not like. You're just talking about your personal experience. Yeah, I'm not changing the world. I'm not, yeah, exactly. This isn't going to affect your country. Mm-hmm. And you're just helping it in the algorithm. You're really helping this blow up. It's so, 
interesting. The other thing is, um, you know, different perceptions. So like how you say something thinking like, I'm saying America, I obviously mean the States. Mm-hmm. And I referenced Gonzalez as a name because obviously uh, Americans are quite racist to uh, any Latin people. Uh, but then there's some Latin people who are first generation in the States who are like, we love America, We're, we'll vote for Trump. Right. Whereas like a, small, a, a smaller version, but a guy whose name Gonzalez had wrote on my post like, uh, uh, go back to your own country, you ugly uh, donkey. But I, I thought that was funny because I was like, we're both, like, I'm sure your parents, and when I went on his page, it was all like USA flags. But I was like, I'm pretty sure your parents or grandparents are like not from the States. But at the t- I said America because Americans call it America. I do think they should call it the United States because yeah. obviously America is, yeah, the continent. Um, and just seeing then like, uh, I, I just noticed one of the comments, which I can't even read half the comments because, but it comes up on your, and this uh, girl was like, uh, no, he, he is cor- correct. Like you're wrong because you, this is originally his, America is his land. And I was like, oh, fuck off. like seriously. At well, that I, point, I can't I'm like, do- you're the screaming man on the corner of the street. It's <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah. I can't give validity to anything you're yeah, saying. And if you, if I put in every like, if I put in every perception or deed, like if I were to like have to go through my jokes, I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't be able to create hours because it would be exhaust. I don't have research assistants or I don't have mm-hmm. like, how will people perceive this? And it's just comedy. You know what I mean? If you keep you know going, I it's, it's like, no one cares. It, it don't, people only care if you care and like are projecting shame, you know, because it's like, you're able to be shamed because you feel ashamed. But also as well, you it's know? like, I don't think Gonzalez is a Native American name. <laughs> no. Gonzalez. Like, no matter like, where you are in Latin America, too. Um, you come from a colonizer, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure. And if that isn't your original name, fine, but Gonzalez is still not a... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're all not originally from from the States or, or America in general if we're not Native American. Yeah, no, I definitely, I have, like, a lot of, like, fear around posting the, on the internet that I'm, like, trying to get over. Yeah. Um, I just, like, it's, like, such, like, a mental block that I'm almost, like, I should get hypnotized or yeah. something. Because <laughs> I feel like I used to post clips and then I get, like, too neurotic and then it's just, like, a volume game, you know, you just have yeah. to, like, keep going. You do and you have to just not, like, I, I tend to try not to read the comments. The only thing is they come up in your notifications sometimes, which is mm-hmm. annoying. But, um, and if it's something like a clip where I want to respond to people and it's, you know, and I'm like, like I, I, on Reddit, on Reddit, crazy enough, I respond to all the comments, but I find actually Reddit quite supportive and Reddit Mm -hmm. in general will delete anything that's like crazy. So you won't even see it. Like I'll see removed and it's like all these down likes. I'm like, this is great. Didn't even get to have to see this, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's just, yeah, just keep doing it and fuck it. Because, I mean, I wouldn't have my career if it wasn't for posting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure I'd have some version of it, but it really helps. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all that hate. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's just like, it's like what we talked about earlier. I was talking about my nana. And I always say like granny here, but we can't say nana at home. I also say, we say mom at home for mother, but they don't say mom here. So like in my special, I had to say mom, which was so funny because I don't, I, I say it so much now here because I'm like, they'll understand what I'm saying but there's Mm -hmm. so many of these words like yeah simple words that we use that are different but uh it takes too long to be like ah yeah because I'll say mm -hmm. ma'am and they're like why is she talking about this 
woman who why did this woman try to chase them into the bathroom and beat them yeah, <laughs> yeah. like when she just came in off the Get street to the point economy of words <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know so, so i say mom now but with my nana um yeah she's just so mean and i love her but she's mean and she she would say like things like so like i put on i wear bare minerals you saw me put it on there my face looks exactly the same as the face that you saw before because it's fucking scam it's fucking scam mm-hmm. and i am in this cult of bare minerals makeup but because when i was growing up everybody was wearing makeup and i didn't like it i tried it once and i was like this just it doesn't feel like me and so uh but i wanted to also be girly and i wanted as well like just to cover spots or whatever so i ended up finding bare minerals and bare minerals is good for like especially like if you get red or whatever but it's pretty much still your same face Mm -hmm. um so i probably am spending money unnecessarily but you know whatever makes you feel pretty right yeah it's a ritual yeah it's a ritual but fuck it who cares and so i'm in the car with my grandmother and have the face this face no makeup then i put on the bare minerals it's the same face it looks exactly the same and she looks at me and she goes much better oh <laughs> bitch <laughs> you know she was taking the placebo of bare minerals too yeah, yeah she's she's just she's like that though and she's funny like she's having the cracks sometimes but she like yeah, like in front of my boyfriend, she was asking me to get bangs. And you know, like Leland, or like a French for the Irish, but Leland's like, just this, you know, white American who comes from this family who like, love him. He's the only mm-hmm, son. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, things have gone as well as they can. Do you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. 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 So, and they're so loving, his family, so loving. Um, so it's kind of weird for him to come to mind and like, just see instant roasting and so she asked if I would get a fringe and I was like actually Leland doesn't like fringes which we'll see one day I might but we have this sort of he you know I like his beard and he says Mm -hmm. if I get a fringe he's shaving his beard yeah well that's a fair that's a compromise and you know relationships are all about compromise yeah and he probably has something from his childhood like that gives him the ick from it you know who knows right Uh, because it's funny how people have these things that are just like anyway but uh my grandmother looked at him and was like would you not let her cover that fat forehead of hers <laughs> so i have all these jokes about it but you know what if someone's just like out with it like you can't even be mad i you love know? it too like yeah. i went I, it's funny i was like in the kitchen then to my dad be like i didn't come here to be insulted and then she like was calling me back down to the room and she's like i was only joking and i was like yeah i'm just joking too your grand like i don't care but um uh i was just like laughing with my dad about it but uh but like it's kind of good in one way because yeah anything they've said in in the comments it's like my family have said to me at some point as a joke but Mm -hmm. like they kind of joke about the things that are are like real too um so and sometimes it does go too far like i said you up top when i first started dating leland so we, Mm -hmm. we slag a lot and he he was like yeah the slagging is too much it's too much yeah um, I find here that like people try to roast here, but they don't know how to do it. So like I, I literally said once. It's to, not to make you laugh, you know, like a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like in Ireland, yeah, it's pointing something out. It's but you're all you're laughing. With We're you. You all laughing laugh together. Like, yeah, I have a big forehead. You know, mm-hmm. you're all. But here I've noticed people like roast and it's like, yeah, it's in a hateful way. Yeah. I'm trying to put you down. Yeah. And you're like, that wasn't. And then, oh, like, oh, it's just a joke. And you're like, no, I come from a land where they joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one was... The like, Irish are much better at banter. They're the best at banter. They know how to talk. Well, okay, so 
I what we were just mentioning before we were beginning. I was oh, raised yes. in part by like an immigrant from Dublin, oh, you wow. know, because like my upbringing was slightly it was unique in the sense that like okay, so my parents they got separated when I was two, but we had this family friend, Jackie, who won a visa through the lottery, who had a daughter my age, Kyla, but her husband at the time tried to kidnap Kyla. <laughs> and so my parents were like, helped Jackie. Wait, hold on, sir. I'm confused. Okay. Her, so the the girl who got the, the lottery visa. Yes, Jackie. And her husband tried to kidnap Jackie? No. The husband of Jackie tried to kidnap their daughter. Jesus. Kyla, he was Irish? No, from Egypt. And he tried to bring oh, her to that's Egypt. That's like one of those movies that they would like do to like do anti. Like, you remember there was these like, um, there was this American movie and it was like. Was the it like wh- Taken or something? The whole thing was like, it ended with the American flag and she got her children back and got to get back to America but it was very Islamophobic right right Um, unfortunately this did happen um (laughs) this reality was Islamophobic but anyways so my parents my dad of course he has like such an ego he's just like I'm gonna help Jackie find Kyla and they found her in New Jersey yeah um and so they brought like Jackie and Kyla back to my home and at the time like um my mom like she worked full-time my dad at the time worked full-time and they like we needed someone like in the home for both my both me and my brother and so then Jackie moved in and essentially was like the stay-at-home mom getting her teaching degree at Sarah Lawrence while my mom was like the breadwinner like out working 15-hour days and like two jobs to like support us all and uh yeah and then eventually like my dad like lost his job and like wasn't paying child support so it was like oh your parents were split up yeah yeah so basically like Jackie and my mom Susan both had like bumfuck partners that were just like not helping And that I feel like I was raised by, like, two strong, independent women <laughs> making it work. <laughs> so I was, like, raised by, like, uh, like a neurotic Jewish mom yeah. um, who was, like, working all the time. And then my, like, Irish uh, child, one of 13, yeah. you know, who, like, moved here from Dublin, got her visa, has a child my age. Oh, um, so we were raised kind of, like, fraternal twins. And then we were... Yeah, so I'm loving I feel like all these like cultures too, because you have the Irish Catholic in Brazilian, yeah, who's a daughter, who's probably a daughter from was the Egyptian man Muslim man, yeah, yeah, and then your so she would take like Arabic lessons next to me, and then you were Jewish and, as well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, you're literally like the little like a little UN exactly, going up and all of my best friends growing up, all my next door neighbors were from Japan, <laughs> like, and um, then they eventually all moved back to Japan, so everything was just like a rotating like yeah. move in, move out, where are you from, or I don't know, it just that's like was very, that's the like, best about New York, but you moved yeah. New York, right? Yeah, I grew up in Westchester in this place called Bronxville, which like is like a very kind of like preppy, stuffy town. But like my mom being like a Jewish single mom, it just felt like very kind of like black sheep of the neighborhood situation. But your mom sounds amazing. Yeah, no, she is. She's pretty impressive. And is she? So when your friend was learning, like, doing Arabic classes, were you also, like, doing, like, learning Hebrew or anything? Or did you have to do a lot of, like... Well, my mom, her dad died when she was 13 and then became an atheist. So (laughs) then she never wanted us to, like, go to temple but my grandmother would bring us occasionally and my older brother didn't like it so even though I did 
like it, yeah. I wasn't, no one would drive me to Temple. <laughs> it's so. always the way where like, if you're forced to go to Mass, you don't like it. But if you give the get the option, you're kind of like, this is nice. Yeah. You know, this smells nice. I don't know what it's like in Temple, but in Catholic Mass, oh my God, it's like meditation. Because always the priest is like talking like this. So you don't even know what the fuck you're saying, but you're just like, and it smells nice with incense. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of relaxing. Well, I just really liked Jews and I grew up in a very waspy town. Yeah. So I was just like, I just want to be around Jewish people. Also, I feel like I missed out on like a theology education where it's like there are all these like references that people have that I'm just completely missing, you know. So and also like who wouldn't want a bat mitzvah? That was fucking sick. What is it? (laughs) It's a party, right? It's like a sweet 13. Yeah. Like a... Yes, it's like it's like a quinceanera, like a sweet 16. There's like a religious component where it's like you're transitioning into an adult. You like read a Torah portion um and yeah but essentially in america it's just like some sort of like money suck it's like how weddings are here where it's just like you're up sold for everything and like everyone's expected to do these like extravagant party favors or so really it was just like a keeping up with the joneses thing but they were really fun and now when i it's almost like they ruined weddings for me now because like weddings as an adult they're less fun bar bat mitzvahs and I'm you know I've already and it's like when you're young it's so exciting and then as an adult it's just like been there done that I'm jaded (laughs) I know what you mean well we have communions and then we've confirmations yeah so communion is more like I think what you're saying because you get like a white dress little white shoes you're like eight it's fucking weird to be honest but also if I offended anybody sorry for saying it's weird but um because it is exciting as a child and it's yeah. cute and they spend a lot of money on the communion dress and mm-hmm. people get people come and all that. I don't know if they get, you definitely get money, maybe not presents, but like you have your communion money that lasts you like four years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I understand the feeling of like, because we were watching Love is Blind last night and they were all crying in their wedding dress and I was like, I don't think I'd be crying about a wedding dress or I don't know if I find weddings... But now I'm like, is that because... I think about this all the time. (laughs) I would happily just get married at a courthouse. But, like, my ex, who we were just, like, in a relationship for two years, I would always try to... He always wanted a wedding. And I would always try to, like, picture it. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe, like, at your house? (laughs) Because they're just so... I Like, the average wedding, like, the, the bare minimum you can spend on a wedding in America is, like, 30K. And it's just, like... crazy. There are so many... Things I would rather do. I know Ireland money. is cheaper. We talked about it. I did look up like we're not getting married for years, but we, I it would be better to like travel Europe. Like, I, I, t- I think so. But Leland wants like his like comic friends accessible. who don't have money to be able to. So I did like just out of curiosity look up like this place upstate and it's just like a barn you can rent out, but you don't say it's for a wedding. Yeah. And then you just I, I think if I were to do it, I would take a, a couple of weeks and make sure to like because um, I'm like artsy anyway yeah. so I'd like make all the stuff get loads of fairy lights and like go up early and just deck it out and have like a party instead of like a wedding per se and just get married at the courthouse yeah and you yeah. just get up and do speeches I would much rather that as well like just a party you rent a space house but you have to be careful because I've definitely heard of people doing that where they don't specify it's a wedding yeah. and then for like catering or like anything where it's like you're bringing in a service if you don't tell them in advance that it's a wedding that they can like hold uh whatever product it is hostage oh, really? outside of the menu oh my god okay um if you don't like meet well, the I'm not difference even gonna w- of the sticker price i'm not even gonna wear a white, a white red dress yeah 
So we'll see. Yeah, you're right. That's something to look into. God, I don't. I, it's just too. It's I, I, yeah, exactly. I feel like whenever I talk to like female comics about this, it's just like the idea is so exhausting. It's yeah. like Ugh. we don't have enough money as it is. It yeah, just thrown it away. Yeah. And I know that people come and they give you money, but it's just like I don't it's know. Not the same. It's like, and I'm kind of like a one-on-one type of person anyway. I'm not mm-hmm. big on like, like. Like Leland's like you're so sociable and you'll go to parties and I'm like but I actually find them quite exhausting because mm-hmm. I'm always reading the room and I'm kind of like alert to everything and so I always come away quite drained that I actually prefer the nights that I meet up like one on one for tea with a friend like I make mm-hmm. a huge effort to like go for tea with like friends and I'll do like individual meetups um and i prefer them so, I'm the so same way. yeah so i think if it was like my wedding i'd like have to take pills because i'd be going around like are you okay are you okay are you okay you know? yeah give me some molly let's do yeah, this yeah. that's it i just want to have a rave yeah spike your grandparents you know i was gonna ask you oh you know what wait i wanted to ask you if you don't mind talking about it um with birthright what was that like okay yeah so let me just preface this by saying i'm ignorant (laughs) and you know i i like my knowledge level of what was going on i feel like i was always fed this narrative of kind of like it's complicated like um and i'm just i don't know i don't know what i was thinking i was just like i know jews that went and said it was fun let me go (laughs) and i'm just like sounds cool let's do it and that's the extent of like what i knew and i also like don't have much knowledge of like what's going on in a contemporary sense yeah uh globally so i'm like graduate i just graduated from college and i like apply to birthright you basically just say you're jewish they let you go my my ex-boyfriend he's not jewish he said he was jewish and he went and he went and he was just like oh great an asian girl is on the trip like i'm in the clear like You really can just say you're Jewish and go. Um, so I basically was just kind of like, I just, I looked at all, there are all these different like um, organizations and um, that do sponsored birthright trips and you go on like the birthright uh, website and you just go through all these different like co-signed organizations essentially and just see like what interests you. And I, the one that interests me most was like a culinary birthright trip. So it's just like the standard birthright trip, but it's like focused on food. Um, so unfortunately I had an incredible time. <laughs> and in terms of like propaganda, there were definitely moments of like, let's tell you about, there was just like a few, we're just going to take you to the side and we're just going to go over the history of Israel as we see it. And like, but those were just kind of like little uh, two hour, uh, what what is it called? Just like, little like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Drop in the bucket. Just like, by the way, this is like why we exist. Or um, let's have a debate of like what we think about Israel. And like, I don't, yeah, just like if you think this, stand over here. If you think that, stand over here. In terms I would of not like, want to play yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And um, but for the most part, it was really just focused on like agriculture and like the food markets and as I'm saying this like something that stuck out to me I was like when we were in Jerusalem at the Jerusalem food market they were talking about kind of like conflict and trade and it's like well 
you know, Iran and Israel don't have a good relationship, but we love pistachios, so we make it work. <laughs> that's so like, random. You know, that's beautiful. Food really brings us all together. <laughs> You're going to get a pistachio emoji on yeah, your next yeah, video. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, oh, they also took us to, like, um, so they were trying to, like, make a political point of kind of, like, um, it's not just like Jews in Israel. They took us to this like village of this minority, like this Druze village. And the Druze, they like um, sign up to join the military and they, they made it seem like they're very like pro-Israel. Um, and then we had like a cooking lesson from them. So it, it definitely was like a propaganda trap. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, yeah. I wonder, I'm do you have like- any questions about it? No, no, no. I like. I mean, you know, I was wondering about the propaganda too. Um, yeah, I find that like when I see stuff like people kind of saying the same stuff, or which I'm always like, that's kind of well. Okay, so because I was like had questions, and I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, and so they have like three leaders, like essentially um, tour guides that are like from Israel. Um, basically, if you're like a citizen of Israel you can like sign up to be like a tour guide of these birthright trips or like um you can sign up if you know if you're like a young person just to like attend Mm -hmm. um because they have like around six Israelis just like joining the Americans or wherever you know it's like an international program so um so you have like six Israelis one of them was a part of the intelligence and he told me this really insane story which like god if i say it it probably will be triggering but um i was just kind of like asking questions about palestine and everything and he was just like yeah it's a complicated situation like my um niece was like stabbed by a palestinian child and it's just like he framed I don't remember his exact words but was like framing it in a way of kind of like well to Hamas it's like a mitzvah to kill a Jew and they use children as like you know the like a line that's said a lot now is like they use children as like human shields and you know like that was something that was said to me by this person who's like an intelligence officer where and he also said like something like um you know like we often tell people in Palestine to evacuate because we know that like um a wanted member of like Hamas is in the building or what have you um but then they like use them as like human shields and that was like again something that was fed to me not by someone who's like leading the trip but just someone who was like on it like a planned <laughs> yeah yeah um and then one time the there were three like chaperones I'd say on not sure again tour guides um two of them were just like regular regular people you know like chill were like not really pushing anything one was like an israeli chef and then um and then the other one there was this yeah i asked her i was just like so what's the deal with like um the occupation and she's like well first of all it's not an occupation it's a conflict and it's just you have to understand we're very sensitive about like and um and i remember her also saying one thing about kind of like the un is um not a friend to israel so there were definitely like i can look back and be like yeah there are all these like 
red flags, but also I hooked up with this really hot guy on a kibbutz. So <laughs> it just everybody that I ever talked to about Bert right before any of this stuff, like friends who have gone, and they were always like, oh, yeah, you just go and hook up, and then they try to tell you things, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting to hear like people say the same thing, hearing the same thing in Bert Wright, or the or seeing people post the same lines over and over, and you're like, if I were a propaganda machine, I'd be telling people, just mix it up a bit. <laughs> just right, right, say right. a different sentence. I know. It's just like it's when you... Bit, this is looking a bit copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. Once you start hearing people like regurgitating the same sentence, it's just like, well, I don't trust you. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you're not really thinking critically. You're like... Yeah, you're it, repeating. emotional. And, yeah. And brain, you know, and you're projecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely... And then you're like... Cause like there's that's some... the same thing with trigger words. If you use yes. like a certain term, it en- it's just like you're like a... is like you're part of that team. Yeah. So therefore, like I can't trust you because you're yeah. you're on a team. <sighs> like you're uh, too attached to an idea. And then people group people too. Because like I, I, the the way I see it is, it's a government and and the government have completely fucked over their people because they funded Hamas. They um have wa- they wanted a kind of. Uh, divide and conquer or whatever and then there's all this natural gas there's a lot of shit going on um but anyway i just feel like the government has really let down their own people too and it's a government and you should be able to criticize governments Mm -hmm. um but now it's feeling like it's getting into this space where you can't even criticize a government which um, government israeli yeah 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 yeah. i think that i think netanyahu and bennett or what's the guy who runs the idf who was like too racist to be in the idf right Uh, well yeah from what has been explained to me (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, yeah, Netanyahu would be in jail <laughs> if it weren't for the extreme right, like, boosting him. And yeah. essentially, he's been, like, co-opted by the extreme right so that he doesn't go to prison over corruption charges. Oh, yeah. No, he's... And I know so... Like, literally, when I saw all those clips about people saying their boyfriend and the, like, Roman... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. The Roman Empire. Oh, my God. Is Palestine Israel my Roman Empire? Uh- I know way too much. I'm like... No, I mean, it's good. It's good. I just think, like... Over the last couple of years, I really, like, hit a point of, like, such mental exhaustion. (laughs) Especially, like, for anybody who feels, like, a connection to it, of course. I'm reading a book from an Israeli woman right now, and her father was uh, against the occupation, but her grandfather is one of the people who created Israel. So coming from two completely different perspectives, Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting to, like, read. Yeah, but... It, yeah, it, it's a core, a course mentally um, mm-hmm. exhausting. But um, but with saying all that, like so, you and also I'm going through a breakup, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> no, no, but like I, people keep telling me to be gentle with myself. Yeah, be nice <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, you don't need to binge the news right so, now. You're yeah, fine. I'm I'm posting hot pictures of myself on the internet so I don't read old text messages. So you know, yeah. we're we're making it work. Um, no, all I was gonna say with that is that the grouping of people. So like, let's say like um if you if you 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 should be able to complain about a government but it doesn't mean all the people there or the religion same way you no. can complain about hamas but it doesn't mean i feel like we're all captive yeah <laughs> yeah because like so like with that with me me being from ireland people would message me stuff being like i know you feel this way because and i'm like I, the government doesn't even feel that way they they actually if you read what they say they've been very much it, it's not what like you know your government supports sharia law and you're like what hello <laughs> i'm forgetting Who the name of this on? author but honestly i read this book and it really changed the way how i think and it's um it's called the five levels of attachment oh um, do i have that no that's just attached 
Okay, I also read attached. <laughs> Definitely, when I was younger, I was more avoided, and as I've gotten older, I've been more anxious. But you know, go leaning towards secure. But anyways, so five levels of attachment is basically like your attachment to ideas, and the analogy that they give in the book is like, let's say you really love soccer. Mm-hmm. So being at a level one of attachment is like you go to the game, you have fun, doesn't matter who wins. Like second level of attachment is kind of like you might have a team. But it like regardless of the outcome, you're going to go, you're going to have fun, great time. Third level of attachment is like you have your team and if they don't win, you will like be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, you might go home, you might like um, complain to everyone and like mm-hmm. it ruins your night. Then like the four, maybe, maybe it's four. Anyways, but the next level of attachment is kind of like, okay, you have your team. And if they don't win, if you see someone in an opposing jersey, you're going to punch them, yeah. you know? So it, and I've it, seen that. Yeah. Oh so I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in this like headspace right now. I don't know like how valid it is. It's just like something I'm experiencing, but it's just kind of like attachment to ideas is like why we have violence yeah i agree and so it's just like if you just kind of like detach and like i don't know some people it's hard to find the line between like detaching and nihilism where it's just like you don't want to be apathetic you want to care but at the same time it's just kind of like attachment to ideas is like what causes like you to act out towards others i agree because i feel like with being irish i think with sometimes with people it's like their full identity and then like they're like no irish people can do no bad we were oppressed and it's like what no we are all capable of bad and we're all capable of goodness and if if my country does something good yes i can be proud but it shouldn't like be the highlight of my day it's very because, black and white thinking yeah it's like i know that they're doing it, but then if they do something bad and people are like fuck them for, and it's like okay well they're like you know maybe it'll be good tomorrow or whatever it's like it, they or if someone comes up to me and is like fuck you because of leo Radker, i'm like what like that's our um t-shack our prime minister mm-hmm. but i'm like i didn't or fuck you because of trump like yeah. imagine someone and you're like what so it's like and they and people who support trump are, are full trump heads mm-hmm. and it's like that you have to have and you also can't critically judge if you're in this like like with the irish in the catholic church the catholic church was doing like they've obviously i feel bad sometimes i feel such a catholic thing i feel bad shitting on the catholic church but they did do a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. They did a lot of bad stuff to Irish women. They did a lot of bad stuff. There was like a lot of hiding pedophiles, pedophiles. And that stuff can't be ignored. And it doesn't mean that they haven't done some good stuff, do you know? I'm also sure there's a lot of... Also because of anti-divination laws, they made astrology illegal. So- <laughs> they made astrology illegal? Well, yeah, okay, they, so well, they okay. stole, they ripped from all yes. pagan stuff. Well, okay, and can said I... it was Christian. I just learned this this last year and... Um, you know, I do believe in astrology. It is like a science that originally historically was like studied with astronomy and they were studied together in Egypt, originally from Egypt. And Anthony um, the Great brought it over from Egypt to the Western world. And because of Catholicism and anti-divination laws, they made astrology illegal. So over in the East, like, they were still studying astrology based on the constellations in the sky, like, the degrees of the sky. Whereas, like, in the West, um, once people started picking astrology back up, when it was made illegal, it, like, matched up with the calendar year. So our astrology is in the West is based on the calendar year, not the constellations. So most people okay so in the west like there's a whole astrology business based on like 
the idea of suggestion where it's like um, Linda Goodman's book, Sun Signs, which is like one of the most popular astrology books. All of the sun signs um, are meant to be read and you're meant to relate to every single sign. So it doesn't matter what sun sign you read. You're like meant to believe that that's you because it's written that way. So it's like the power of suggestion. So if you guys like want some up-to-date astrology, look up sidereal Chinese. (laughs) I mean, sometimes like the West is always like, fuck everywhere else. We're the best. And then I learned about stuff from other cultures. And I I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is kind of cool. Or like the things when you, I was reading the little history of the world. And I was like, how did I not know that these things came from like China or that these things came from the Middle East or, or... Irish DNA comes from the Middle East. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Uh, I don't oh, know. Well, I don't Moroccan or well, I guess that's North African. That's not. Yeah, I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's my DNA. Yeah. Um, but the uh, first bodies, the, the first uh, mate, well, the first bodies they found in Ireland, like they're they're like the oldest bodies. Okay. So the first people who came to Ireland, it tr- it, it comes all the way from DNA mixed between uh, Middle East and Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought, yeah, more North African too. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I'm, I'm sure. Then there's all these other places pe- uh, because Vikings would have raided, and then we've had, yeah. So I'm sure now people's DNA is all. But it's interesting to see where the first the first people must have came, and it was all forests because the Brits were in the far- forests. But they were probably, like, it's just mad to think like that they were like, let's get on this boat, and then they found an, an island immediately. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like. <laughs> A hot second away from Europe. My dad is so full of shit. Growing up, he's just like, Blair, we're black Irish. Like, we're, we're from the port of Ireland where the Moors emigrated. And I'm like, I don't know. How long ago was that? <laughs> yeah, well, they also said that they would, like, obviously there's uh, actual black people who are Irish in Ireland. Yeah. Um, but uh, before there was any black people who had actually moved to Ireland, they would say, this is like 100 years ago or whatever they would say like so my skin is technically sallow and so like my dad's is sallow so like you tan well and they would say that that is black irish you must have had like by the way an assault from like the spanish armada Mm -hmm. um and just because they tan but i'm like i don't know i think it's just like some people tan and some people don't or whatever but that would have been called a black irish like brown hair and my dad has brown eyes so they would call him they would have called him like black irish growing up yeah i did google it once and i'm just like oh you mean like colin firth <laughs> <laughs> you mean farrell or yeah, yeah. Right, colin <laughs> um, um what i wanted to ask you so like oh, oh and i had said like we won't talk about your breakup just because it's like i i, I do find like there's so many other things we can talk about that's cracking a bit of distraction. Um, but I, and if you're okay to talk about this, you you are coming from two religious backgrounds. Um, well, was that hard? Well, are you talking about my boyfriend? Well, I don't know. He wasn't Jewish, was he? No, he wasn't. But his last name was Logman, and uh, when <laughs> <laughs> and when we first started dating, uh, he's you just also like, look Middle Eastern, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> a part of me is just like I do look on my, at my type a lot of times, and it's just like I typically usually go for either like Irish looking or like like brown, like Middle Eastern looking. So yeah. it is Leland funny, and Middle I'm Eastern. just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like I guess I'm like just trying to date myself, but. <laughs> Um, uh, no, but he's like a secular Persian, like his family is not religious. So that's good then. So it was kind of fine. It was never an issue with his family because that's something that can be like, even as a, as like a immigrant or whatever, um, you know, like a lot of American families sometimes are like, well, we want you to marry an American or whatever. Not always. Sometimes they think 
like oh that's like a cute little but then there's like leland's family were presidents and then they stopped being as religious but Mm -hmm. like that could have been an issue too that i'm like like a fake catholic because i'm Mm -hmm. I'm more like identity probably like what i feel like a lot of my jewish friends feel like they're like it's really important that they are jewish but they're like but well, we're not religion it's more, and that's how i feel like or we're not religious i feel that way yeah and that's how i feel like irish catholics in ireland feel because mm-hmm. we've like fought back against like, certain things with the catholic church and we've gotten uh, abortion and all of those things but we'd still call ourselves catholic and i remember being on a date and a guy being like but you're not catholic if you don't go to mass and i was like no but it explains who i am i'm yeah. guilty all of the time yeah i will still bless myself if i see but it doesn't mean I get to wear the necklace. Yeah, I wear. I literally (laughs) wear the cross. It's so cute. (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, it's such a part of my identity. Like I did communion. I did all those things that it's like, I think you can have, I I still think you can identify as that. It doesn't mean that you believe in the core, like the core religion of it. I I still believe in the values. I very much feel culturally Jewish. Culturally, thank you. It took me a long time. I'm so glad you saved me there because the whole time in my head I was like, what is that You're culturally Catholic. You're culturally culturally Irish Catholic. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't, you know, I was with, I don't really know my dad's side of the family because he was the youngest and is estranged from his entire family. They're all dead now. Like he's the last, he's 83. Like, and your dad was, your dad was the Irish, Irish Catholic one, Irish Catholic. But he like, doesn't believe he believes in kind of, he's um what's it called agnostic like he believes in something yeah but that's the way i am too i don't know i yeah something maybe yeah. i don't know and my mom's an atheist and she thinks that religion is the root of all evil but i i i'm spiritual i'm like there's so you know i'm i'm like my dad i'm like there's something yeah, yeah, same. i think too it's like i always think oh religion is the root of all evil in regards to like how people use it mm-hmm. but then i see how be- how some people use the religion and it's so beautiful and i kind of think it's just a medium yeah i think too it's like if they didn't like okay so like let's say like obviously what happened to jewish people in the holocaust was like so horrific and they used the fact that they they were jewish but i think they just would have used they would have if they weren't jewish they would have been like well they're originally you know they would have used something else to target Mm -hmm. a group of people depending on where. like with irish people it wasn't we weren't religious when the brits came and there was like that famine genocide but it was because they just wanted the land and they were like yeah. we think you're less than we'll we use any excuse yeah, yeah. to oppress people exactly there's they'll find a reason so unless we're all just unless all if it's not your religion it'll be your skin and, well yeah you unless know. all people all over the world all of a sudden their skin turns blue mm-hmm. and they have they look exactly the same and they do the exactly the same we all become robots because it, it could be that we'd all look the same but it's so oh, financial it's like class yeah it's all know? about class it's all about resources because that's why the brits came into ireland originally because we yeah. know that wood we know that fucking wood yeah. for their cork for their core, I don't know how true this is, but it was something to do. With we want to extract your core. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then just as well, it was like, yeah, more land. Let's put our landlords in here, and we got these people who work for us. And then the famine meant that they had people to go help them work in the states, help with colonization, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like it's just control and minions and. They had yeah. like, uh, they'd send people to prison in Australia for stealing like a loaf of bread or like, isn't that really interesting? Like I do often think about like how, uh, Australia and America are like cousins and like the mirror of one yeah. another where it's like, we're freedom of religion and they're criminals yeah. and how they're actually much more militant about laws now. Or like they had like one issue with like, uh, which like one person in the seventies got killed by a gun and then they they immediately <laughs> made a rule that banned all of them, you know? But then they're also like I 
I don't know. I traveled a lot when I was like 22, 23. And um, it was just really interesting that people are very like quick to point the finger at America when it's just like, I mean, obviously it's like accountable for a lot. <laughs> and it it is interesting how it is looked at like one of the last global superpowers. But then also at the same time, it's just like Australia, you like turn away boats of like immigrants yeah. and like reporters are like being trapped off uh offshore for like reporting on like issues of like immigration so that is so scary right how reporters are like they really do risk their lives in a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. like remember that one in that just made me think about your one in england who oh she wasn't a reporter sorry never mind she was she worked for intelligence Mm -hmm. and she saw that there was that the there wasn't weapons of mass destruction and they mm-hmm. were like but fuck it we'll go in anyway and we'll say and then she tried to uh whistle blow and they mm-hmm. like ruined her life mm-hmm. um but no that wasn't a reporter sorry but yeah but reporters really risk their lives mad respect you know couldn't be me couldn't be me yeah 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 <laughs> i'll just say some jokes and if it hurts your feelings i'll be like i'm sorry i take it back yeah you'll literally <laughs> be like it's a joke <laughs> like a toxic man yes <laughs> no that was jk great. where can people follow you I'm your girl Blair across platforms. You're spelled U R, girl spelled normal, Blair spelled B L A I R. And uh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna at some point come out with a mythology podcast. Oh, I love. Oh my god, stop! I used to have one called uh, Funny Folklore. Really? In the in the pandemic, and I've always thought about uh, bringing it back because look, I have a book over there about Irish. I have two books about Irish folklore. I am obsessed I but it. i just don't ha- have the time right it's a homework podcast oh my god it is but if you ever need a guest about irish okay. mythology i will come up because i am noted it, it has literally been ripped off which they always they always quote it in a lot of sci-fi books but they really love uh celtic mythology mm-hmm. and oh, i'd be happy to tell you we still believe in a lot of stuff like we won't cut down fairy trees there's like a motorway that goes around it so if you ever need any irish info or even if you just if you're doing it yourself and you want to borrow the book yeah i love that Okay, sorry, go back to promoting your mythology. I got too excited. Oh, no, no. Uh, Then that's it. (laughs) Follow me and uh, watch Katie's special. So important. Um, I'm going to watch it when I get home. Um, Just put it on in the back (laughs) and with mute. Yeah, you guys can do that too. Put it on in the back with mute. No, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to meal prep. You know, you could. I, I saw like people on YouTube, they just put it on to like go to sleep at night. I know people do that with this podcast, yeah. <laughs> which I don't mind. I do. I put um, I, I pay for the YouTube um, subscription, which is so much more expensive than any other. And you're not getting. But I listen to ASMR at night. And <gasps> Me too. I don't want to by accidentally subconsciously end up buying a drill because there was an ad halfway right. through. So smart. No, you. I'll, I'll send you an ad blocker. You can oh, really? instead of having them. Maybe I should. Well, now Leland wants me to put the YouTube up there because he watches YouTube a lot. So I'll probably just keep paying for it. Okay. I deleted Peacock, so that's I'm saving five dollars on that anyway. That's the only thing I pay for anymore because I can only I'm only capable of watching Real Housewives anymore. Yeah, we have Hulu, which is great. I love Hulu because they always have a quirky movie. Yeah, they have good movies and a, yeah, and a good usually a good series. And then I I tried to delete HBO, but then they offered me a three dollar six month. So that's how they get you. I'm s- still got HBO. You're stuck. And Leland has Netflix and Amazon Prime. And that's why you want to be in a relationship. You know, you want to split the assets. Yeah, I don't know. I love my relationship, but for for you, I'm like, I know it's painful right now, but I'm also like, 
you're gonna have when it's not painful gonna have some good times yeah well okay so in this relationship it was long distance and he was like he's in his medical residency so i had to be like the flexible one Mm -hmm. and you know i also started a different like day job this year that was very time consuming so that's both like really took away from comedy and like you're so funny you kind of let things sit yeah (laughs) i think this is your yeah this is my time to reinvest every time i hear a friend go through a breakup and i love i love my relationship i don't i I don't want to like end it but i'm always like this is the time for you yeah (laughs) do it while you can i know i really like i think over the next year i'm really gonna focus on comedy like put out an hour or like at least like i want to bring an hour to fringe and then um what oh and i'm gonna freeze my eggs okay great Oh, you go to Ireland and freeze them. While really? you're while you're in Edinburgh, pop up at Ireland. Okay, it's so much cheaper. Okay, I'll do that. Oh my god, yeah, my f- uh, friend did it, and because it was like crazy money here, so yeah, just went. That's to actually such a hot tip. Uh, yeah, right. Ladies in their thirties. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.